You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. In two weeks, the Accessibility for New Zealanders bill will be presented to Parliament. For the past six weeks, Access Matters, the Access Alliance, have been collating submissions for their hashtag Access Denied Diaries, recording people's experiences of the types of barriers they face every day, which will be presented to members of Parliament in support of the creation for a robust piece of legislation towards a more inclusive Aotearoa. We are now joined by lead campaigner Juliana Cavallio to hear more about the Accessibility for New Zealanders bill and the Access Matters campaign. Kia ora, how's it going? Hi, kia ora. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Everything is going good. Uh, We're very excited with um, the introduction of the bill. So this bill has been in the works for a while. How did it come about? And can you tell me a bit about what it's expected to include? Yeah, so, well, the Access uh, Matters campaign was launched in 2017, and I, I have the privilege of being... Uh, campaigning since 2017, when a group of organizations from the disability sector um, came together to call on the government to commit to introduce uh, accessibility legislation, because our vision of uh, accessible terror for all New Zealanders, including disabled people, um, people that support people with disabilities, parents, people who have English as a second language, and the most strategic vi- uh, way of achieving our vision was through a systematic level and uh, accessibility legislative framework. So the, the movement has grown since then. Now we have um, over 40 supporting organizations, business champions, um, more than 20,000 people that have, you know, been volunteering, successfully campaigning, supporting, and eagerly to participate in the introduction of the accessibility legislation um, into Parliament next week. So what... Of course... Sorry, do you keep going? No, no. Uh, Of course, uh, we we haven't seen the bill yet, but um, there was a cabinet paper that was released on May in suggesting what the legislation will look like. And for us, the legislation will definitely lack real force and effect because the legislation proposed will set a leadership structure of a new accessibility governance board made of disabled people appointed by the minister, the minister for disability and a chief executive. The accessibility governance board role is to provide independence independent voice to the minister on barriers and potential solutions for removal. But the powers of the, the, the board are very limited with no regulatory rulemaking mechanism and no complaint function or dispute resolution process. And um, the proposal logifers from the preferences of, of, of the disability community, the majority of the disability community. So we canvassed some feedback from our supporters, and this doesn't match, um, definitely doesn't match the, the supporters' expectation. And we are in the process of summarizing this feedback to include in the, when the select committee process um, starts. Okay, so on that note, what would this framework ideally look like? Well, the, the framework idea will look like... Um, 
Last year, a, a group of legal researchers, um, Warren Foster, Don Barraclough, and Curtis, Curtis Barnes, they released a report called Making New Zealand Accessible, a Design for Effective Accessibility Legislation. And this report, it's, it's perfect. You know, it, it has everything that this ideal framework needs. Um, it outlines five essential elements, element, oh my God, my English, elements for effective legislation framework. One, of course, the act itself. Second, standards. Three, a, regula- a regulator. Four, a notification um, bearing notification process. And five, a dispute resolution process, like a tribunal. Um, this report is available on our website and um, www.accessmatters.org.nz. And there is also a summary document available, you know, to unpack the legal speak as, as well as recording of the explainer session that we, we run last year. What difference will an effective accessibility bill make for New Zealanders? Well, I think that takes us back right to the beginning of the why we started the campaign. Um, it will it will make it possible for all New Zealanders to to enjoy everyday life, you know, and to fully participate in society. Everybody will have the opportunity to learn, to get a job, to take part in community, social life, and we know that many people. This is not the experience. I can talk for myself as well, as a person with a disability. Um, it is really exhausting. It is exhausting to have every day, constantly, to find workarounds just to get through the day. You know, in in this in this uh, world that was not seen, is not designed for us. Um, this unnecessary burden can no longer be. You know shouldered just by people with disabilities, and we are 25% of the, of the population. So our, our call is to everyone, everyone that today doesn't have any access needs, but in some point of life might have, we, we need the remaining 75% of the population to come, come together with us and, you know, stand, to stand with us, take notice, and and emphasize, um, have some empathy and fight with us for for this um, effective accessibility legislation. I, I give you a quick example. I I till I was nineteen, I had no disability, and I never took notice of anything. You know that was I was completely unaware of accessibility, and it was a different different world for me. Until one day I have this inflammation, my son Akorn became disabled. And, you know, as a person that experienced life fully without a disability and, and knowing my rights, now I'm the same, exactly the same person. And so many of my rights were took away because, just because I, I can no longer walk and I'm in a wheelchair. So I, I think, you know, it's a duty to to fight for not only only for my rights, but for the rights of other people with disabilities. It should be the same for people that doesn't have a disability. You know, please join us to fight. Um, I, I'm sure that we all know someone that when they, you know, you broke a leg, sprained an ankle, 
and it was really hard to get around. Or, you know, you were in a restaurant, it was really hard, difficult to read a menu because not much light, not much light available. Or you struggle to engage in a conversation because of the noise. And, or you found it difficult to get about with a young children or a, a disabled relative or friend. You know, so at some level, if you have this empathy, we know how difficult it is, how frustrating it is when you cannot fully participate. Could you tell us a bit more about the Access Matters campaign and the kind of submissions that have been received through the Access Denied Diaries? Sure. So we, we in the last six weeks, we've been compiling a dossier of evidence about disabling experiences um, encountered by many people in Aotearoa, New Zealand, where they're trying to navigate everyday life. So far, we have received nearly 100 stories that range from really unnecessary, annoying obstacles to life-inhibiting and dignity-destroying systemic discrimination. And these stories cover every imaginable area of life. So some examples that we can draw from. So this is the voting information packs that we're not providing in accessible format for the previous local election in, in the area. So this person had to use the previous support, the, the, the precious support hours to have the voting information booklet read to him, you know. Or there was um, another person that submitted a story that was really difficult to find an employer who can make necessary accommodations, simple things such as breaking down instructions better, are simply not giving so many instructions at the same time so this person could work. The other one told about the footpath uh, in the area that have been terrible for many years, um, broken curbs, broken concrete, blocked footpath, and, and they have to, this person had to approach the Auckland Council several times about it, but they just won't do anything. And imagine, it's just like this, you cannot come across, you know? Um, there was the other person that um, told that when they went to the Taste High Park, but couldn't play with the siblings because the wheelchair can get through the playground. And this is because there is a wooden barrier around the entire playground. And then this kid just had to sit in the wheelchair and watch the siblings play. I had a very similar situation when I was trying to take my niece to the playground. Again, the same wooden a barrier around the entire playground and she was wanting me to you know to push her in the swing and I just couldn't so I had to ask for a stranger to give her a push you know it's and it's simple to solve um, there was another story of a new built high-tech world-class sporting facility built to modern you know very fancy um, with the building code specifications omitted to provide proper facilities for proper people with disabilities. Downstairs, where the public do not see it, it has provided accessible toilet facilities. The other one was um, prior to a recent procedure at the Wellington Hospital. Um, this person was given a small print text paperwork stating all the important things that he should do, should observe, when uh, going to the hospital for the operation, but he's blind. 
so it was impossible for him to read the information. Um, yeah, so it's we have a lot of stuff to do. We have a lot of work to do. Thanks so much for coming on today and sharing about your campaign and the uh, requirement for an access, a good accessibility bill for New Zealand. If I can add, um, I think we need to lobby the government to move for a stronger, harder uh, accessibility that will fully, you know, make New Zealand fully accessible for all New Zealanders. So if you're listening to us today, please share your stories, use the hashtag access denied the diaries on the website accessmatters.org.nz um, talk to your network even if you don't have a disability as I said emp- uh, have some empathy do, do your bit you know um, for to help us you know to have the life that we deserve and prepare for the select committee process um, because we are creating a submission toolkit to help people to share and construct their own unique and compelling um, select committee submission with the Access Matters campaign team on hand and available to help. Our goal is to make history by having 15,000 unique written submissions to the selected committee and 1,000 oral submissions. And it's possible, you know, we just need to have people taking action, caring about the issue and taking action. Thank you so much. That was the Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast.